when you greet each other with a holy kiss, make sure you keep the, the social distancing. Um, it's very clear that St. Paul and the churches he founded in the earliest days kissed each other a lot. Um, the greeting was not a handshake in the Roman world, um, but kissing. And so people were kissing each other. Um, generally, only family would kiss each other. And so when the church practiced this greeting of kissing, they were saying, we are the family. We are each other's family. And for many of them, uh, especially those who had been uprooted by enslavement, uh, two-thirds of the Roman Empire were enslaved, um, especially in the city of Rome. There were so many enslaved people there. They were always nervous about um, if the slaves dressed differently than regular Romans, that if all the slaves knew how many there were, they would just rise up like a Spartacus kind of thing and overthrow their masters. So there was a lot of anxiety in Rome about slave uprisings all the time. And so many of the enslaved people were displaced. They had been sold or captured in battle and were there. And so um, the, the, this is where Christianity spread in the Roman world among the poor people of Rome. And often they didn't have uh, family around them. And so the church became their family. If you hear this advice of Paul, this is really practical stuff. It's exactly the same in 40 or 50 AD as it is in 2020. It's the same stuff. Love each other. Be good to each other. Don't repay good with evil or, you know, try to do things that are loving towards other people. Try to listen to each other. Um, this emphasis on the, the harmony of the church is something Paul is passionate about. Uh, he also says, get ready for the day of the Lord's coming. Get ready for Jesus to come back. Um, and this is the Advent theme that Paul's working in here, that the Advent theme, it's not really about the first coming of Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. This is about the second coming of Jesus, where all these uh, things we've tried to do, try to live in community, ways we've tried to love each other, but always failed. That's why Paul kept writing these letters, saying the same things over and over again, because they were having trouble um, doing this, living this every day. And so looking for the Lord's appearing is something that we look for and hope. Paul was doing that, saying that 2,000 years ago, and we're still saying it today. So the Thessalonian church uh, understood that everything they did was done in the light of the second coming of Jesus, that he will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. And that is where we find our hope. We find our hope in the fact that the king will return that we are not left as orphans on this planet, that he's coming back for us. And those early Thessalonians assumed that Jesus would come back in their lifetime. You can imagine um, the way Paul writes many of his letters. He writes like he's going to come back any second now. It's easy to grow cynical after 2,000 years, like he's not going to come. But remember what, what uh, was revealed to St. John in the Revelation. It said, a day is as a thousand years. A year, a thousand years is as a day to God. You know, a thousand years goes by, it's not a big deal. <laughs> this, we don't have to say like, well, he didn't come yet. He's not coming. This is the point of many of Jesus' parables, that the, that the people that are running the vineyard when the master's away say, the master's never coming back. We can do whatever we want. We can hurt whoever we want. And we don't have to worry about any kind of justice being done. But the Thessalonian Christians knew that the king was going to come back. 
that he was going to come back and to set things right. He was going to change the the structures of society that they were burdened under and make everything good again, like in the Garden of Eden, a restoration of that Garden of Eden where humans had like options and we had love and we had joy and we didn't have all those forces inside us that turned against each other and turned against ourselves. That's what we want to get back to. And that's what Jesus is coming back to restore for every one of us. And so these Thessalonian Christians are just like, they're going to keep going and Paul's going to keep encouraging them. And I want to keep encouraging you to do that. You're doing it. You're living it. One of the biggest ways we love our neighbors right now is by avoiding them, (laughs) standing far away from them, not going into crowded places, being very careful to observe the kind of things that don't spread disease. This is the way we love our neighbor. And while we're loving our neighbor by doing this, we need to not grow weary that not everybody's doing it. Um, We need to do our part to raise awareness, but also realize that we can't control other people. This is one of my biggest frustrations during a pandemic is that I'm doing these things and other people seem to not be doing these things. And yet Paul is very clear, you know, look to yourself, worry about yourself. That's the biggest worry you've got. And then we'll worry about the rest later. And Paul knows that the ultimate justice done on this earth will be when the king returns. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O Lord, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And on 124, for the presence of Christ, Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen.